It's Tuesday, so it's time for another episode of A Mental Health Break. Talking about our mental health is the perfect way to improve our future. On each episode, you will walk away with new tools to help you thrive each day. No one likes to talk about suicide. It makes us uncomfortable. It makes us feel exposed, like we have a giant spotlight on us telling us to talk about our own experiences with suicidal ideation. No one likes to feel naked or put on the spot, so we deflect. But what good does that do? What good does it do when these conversations are usually brought up before, during, or after someone's own struggle with suicidal ideation? The author of Don't Effing Kill Yourself, Jeff Romig, is here today, and he thinks we need to stop deflecting and start having these conversations. No matter how messy your story is, it deserves to be heard, and this week's guest teaches us just that. The only way to eliminate the stigma around suicide is to stop deflecting and start talking. This guest has a lot to offer with a personal experience, but before we bring him on today, let's learn how he podcasts. Jeff, which platform do you stream your shows through? Mostly Apple, um, and then I definitely like watching podcasts on YouTube um, when I have the, the time to do that too. So, um, but what I'd listen to on my phone is through Apple. I listen to Apple on my phone as well. And as we were talking about before the episode, I'm trying to do more things on YouTube because there are folks who really just enjoy looking at YouTube. When in the day do you find yourself tuning into shows? It depends if it's, if it's like a YouTube version, usually like at lunch or in the evening, um, if I'm listening, you know, it's, it's when I'm doing certain times, types of work um, where I can have something on and sort of multitask or, you know, when I'm going for a walk or um, so I try to, I try to mix it up a bit. Yeah. So sometimes it's in the headphones, sometimes it's on the computer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Well, thank you for sharing, Jeff, everyone listening on. If you would like to share how you podcast, I can feature you on an episode too. Email me, info at vincentalancy.com. It is now time for another show of a mental health break. I am your host and author of the books, Mental Health Week and Mr. Lancy Talks Mental Health, Vincent A. Lancy. And you can learn more about me at Vincent A. Lancy on all social media or my YouTube channel. My website is vincentalancy.com. For those of you new to the show, each week, I sit down with a mental health advocate or professional from all over the world to help you on your journey. We can't do life alone. We all have a different why relating to mental health, and my why came from when I suffered a traumatic brain injury. You will learn the why of each guest right here on this show. Before I bring on Jeff, I would like to share that this episode is brought to you by Tampa Counseling and Wellness. Dedicated to helping individuals looking to positively transform their lives through compassionate counseling and wellness coaching. If you struggle with depression, anxiety, or other mental health issues, call them today for a free consultation. Therapy that inspires change. Their information is in the show description. Scroll down. As I touched on earlier, we'll be diving into a topic that needs more conversation around in suicide. We are coming out of this pandemic together, and it took a larger toll on some than most. So if what you hear today can be useful to someone you know, 
please do share the word about the episode and Jeff's book. For almost 25 years, he lived in the shadow of his father's suicide. His fight to survive with their shared mental illness, combined with his deep terror of walking his path to his own inevitable suicide, almost destroyed him. He never found or maintained the connection he desired, and ultimately, he lost love that he had, hurt people he cared about, and became an alcoholic. Through it all, he faced the same suicidal ideation he is sure he experienced until he executed his final devastating act. But something different happened to today's guest. Instead of ending his life, he sought help, faced his failures, and worked to change his behavior. And he is going to help you do so too. Jeff Romig, thank you for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be here. Would you mind introducing yourself to our audience who does not have the honor of knowing you yet before we dive into mental health talk? Sure. Um, I am a storyteller from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, started writing um, when I was uh, before I was even in middle school and was a teen journalist and then a professional journalist and um, have been in nonprofits and political work over the past 15 years. And, um, you know, but storytelling um, has been a thread through through my life. And um, it's exciting to be um, about to published my first book, um, Don't Effing Kill Yourself, and um, talk about my, you know, my journey. I am excited to have you share this journey because of how many people is going to help. As in the beginning, I said, there's not enough conversation around this. And I'm very passionate about mental health. As you can tell, when I have someone like you who is equally passionate, it gets me excited because I like to deliver value to everyone listening on who has tuned in for well over 100 episodes now. I would like to now ask you about the mental health disparities you've experienced here. Obviously, more spoken about ones, mood disorders, anxiety disorders. Which did you come across? Yeah, I was officially diagnosed with anxiety, generalized anxiety and clinical depression um, when I was 24. I know I know now that I struggled with those things, you know, back into middle school. But in the 90s, it just didn't know what, what these things were. And, um, you know, it was really it was about six years after my dad died before I was actually diagnosed. Um, and you know, but I know, I believe that he and I share the same struggles. Um, he didn't, you know, he was 47 when he died, he would be 73 now. Um, and, you know, that generation just of men didn't talk about feelings, didn't go to therapy, just tried to, you know, power through and he powered through until he couldn't. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, I, I've had, you know, sort of a journey over the past almost 20 years officially with with my diagnoses and, you know, the way we talk about mental health has changed in in 20 years. And I think that on the anxiety and depression side, I think people are very open to talking about mental health and talking about therapy and talking about taking meds and, um, you know, but what I was really, what I found in writing this book and what I found myself starting to do is also talk about suicidal ideation and that that's still a topic that has you know a stigma and you know you you worry about if I say that I think about suicide are they gonna 
you know, think I'm crazy or they're going to hospitalize me. And, you know, but the reality is the more that we keep those suicidal thoughts to ourselves, the more poisonous they become. And that's what I think happened to my dad is that, you know, he, it was all in his head. He didn't let it out to anybody. And, you know, he got turned upside down and he thought what he was doing was logical um, when obviously it, it, it wasn't. And so. A ton of great points there, Jeff. Thank you. That generation, this comes up often. I enjoy sharing when the spotlight story tune in for today is in just a bit. It was on Kevin Love once that talks about how his father said, mask your emotions, mask your feelings. You're a man. And that's just the way it was. And I can really agree with everything you said about that generation, not no one knowing what mental health was. We didn't know what mental health was to what it seems like yesterday, where when I was in school, there was little to no talk about taking care of your mental health, even the words mental health together. You go to gym class, you have regular health class, but that also includes sex education, nutrition, you name it. It's not just mental health. When did you decide that you were going to really start talking about mental health, your advocacy? Was it just with this book? Have you been doing anything before? Yeah, I, um, in 2011, I got involved with a, a really great nonprofit here in Atlanta called Kate's Club. And Kate's Club supports kids 5 to 18 who have lost a parent or a sibling. Um, I also did a little work on the advisory board of, of AFSP, um, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention's Atlanta chapter. Um, but, you know, for me at that time, like I said, that was in the 2011, 2016 kind of time frame. Um, you know, I wanted to, to do some suicide awareness work, but I also was way more connected to the Kate's Club work and felt like, you know, I was more than anything, I was the kid who lost a parent and um, felt more comfortable doing that work. The suicide work always was kind of triggering for me. And, uh, you know, I didn't really em embrace that as much. And I think, I think part of that was just because I was struggling with my own suicidal ideation and, um, you know, so I've, I've definitely been an advocate for a while, but I think it's, you know, with, as, as I wrote this book, it was, you know, just wanting to, I, I guess the, the way that I frame it is, you know, I'm the, I'm the person that doesn't want to die, but just doesn't want to live the way that I'm living at moments. And, you know, there's a segment of that population that is looking for answers, but again, with the stigma around talking about suicidal ideation, mm -hmm. you know, there's, they're looking for books and they're looking on Amazon or they're looking at their local independent bookstore or Barnes and Noble or whatever. Yep. And, you know, I would find myself in those self-help sections, just looking for an answer. And, um, you know, and I, I thought the best thing that I could do, the thing that helped me was connecting, um, with, with the people, passions and experiences that bring joy to me. When I really yes. look back and thought about, in, in my worst moments of suicidal ideation and, you know, even very close to a, a suicide attempt in 2017, um, you know, why, why didn't I do that? And that was it. It was, it was connecting with that perspective on, you know, my people especially. Right. And so um, I felt like if I could, if I could share my story in, in memoir form, like I, this isn't a, my book is not a self-help book. It's a memoir. Yeah. Um, but give 
give folks a couple of tools that have really helped me in my darkest moments because in those moments we're we're alone and it it is the tools in our own toolbox that are gonna either save us or not and so my my hope with this book is that people connect with their own stories it's basically like i think we need to change the conversation around suicidal ideation and i'm just trying to put myself out there first and then i've also started um a nonprofit called suicide survival stories and we have a podcast of the same name um that we're going to be launching in november where um you know the goal there is to share other people's stories and so i never wanted this just i mean it's hard to say i wrote a memoir and i didn't want it to be about me but i I never you know i really am more of a behind the scenes person um and my real goal long term is to share as many other people's stories as possible you're doing great work and i'm glad you have the courage to start all the work that you've now begun because it's only going to keep evolving the book the podcast i now want to ask you to help out our audience a bit jeff it's time for some mental health tips for you the listeners what are some suggestions you can offer our audience to improve their mental health yeah so i i have three so i i've kind of already shared one of them um which is you know, connect with the people, passions, and experiences that bring you joy mm-hmm. um, and be present with with those memories and those ideas and that, those perspectives so that in your darkest moments, you can grab onto those things. But outside of your darkest moments, just in normal every day, you know, just share more, try to share more about um, your your own struggles and, you know, whether it's with a therapist or with a friend yeah. or on social media, you just never know. I mean, I've found as I've started, you know, sharing more, you know, that people will private message you or, or, you know, even comment on posts and, you know, you can connect with people who are, who are similarly struggling. And then the last thing is the title of the book. Don't F and kill yourself. It's not just the title. Um, it is actually a tool and a mantra um, that you can keep in your head, you know, in those darkest moments. As you mentioned a little bit before, when you're having these darkest moments, you're alone a lot. So providing people with the tools to succeed is key. That's what I was typing up before. It is the tools in our own toolbox that are going to save us or not. That was a very, very powerful quote, but it's the truth. But due to services like your podcast, your book, and just sharing your story, you're going to help just so many people. We learned what you're doing for mental health. So now it is going to be time for the spotlight story. As we have someone who is shedding so much awareness on suicide, we're going to share the mental health related story of someone who attempted suicide in a name many know, Ozzy Osbourne's wife, Sharon Osbourne. Each week with these spotlight stories, Jeff, my guest and I go through the story of someone famous to let you, the listeners know you're not alone. And Ozzy Osbourne was the legendary Black Sabbath frontman. And this article is about Sharon Osbourne talking about attempting suicide on a CBS show called The Talk. She casually said that she's attempted suicide three separate times. Quote, I was joking about this, but I shouldn't. Talking about my depression. You know, saying, oh, the first time I tried to kill myself was okay. The second, all right. The third time, oi. She added, I'm still here. I wish everybody could think flowers and daisies and princesses, but you can't. 
She's out. She's been outspoken before about her lifelong mental health difficulties. Quote, I think if you are born with depression, you have it all your life and it's an ongoing battle. During one low point in her life, I learned she emotionally recalled, quote, I had given up. I just couldn't deal. I was also frightened about why, about what was going on with me mentally and the thoughts that were going into my head constantly. Her husband, Ozzy Osbourne, has also battled his own demons with drugs, sex addiction, alcohol, though he's been reportedly doing better. He is currently recovering from an old injury and uh, his tour dates, I learned. Jeff, what do you take away from this story? I think the biggest thing is that it doesn't matter if you're famous. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter what political party you vote for. It doesn't yep. matter who your favorite sports team is. Like if if we struggle with mental health and we struggle with suicidal ideation, um, it, it is what it is. And it's, it's possible for anybody in any segment of society to have these struggles. And, um, you know, you're definitely not alone and um, we're not alone. And, um, you know, it's, it's good to, good to know that people are using their platforms to, you know, to talk about it, especially if they're as, as famous as Sharon Osbourne. Big thing you said right there. You are not alone. Remember that there's always someone to talk to. There's always a resource out there. Hop on Google. There is a lot out there. Jeff, I got to thank you so much for coming on the show, taking the time to join us on this series too. Your openness and honesty is going to help so many people. As you mentioned, the brand new book is coming out. Please tell everybody where to find that book, where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find me. Um... My website is suicidesurvivalstories.org. Um, you can follow the nonprofit on Twitter and Instagram at share, S-H-A-R-E, with S-S-S. Um, and you can find the book at D-F-K-Y book on Twitter and Instagram. Um, it's available for purchase starting November 2nd. Um, so I hope you check it out and um, follow what we're doing. Absolutely. Before I sign off we do have to ask you for your last word yeah i think it's you know my last word is just don't be afraid to seek help i mean if it's um whether it's about suicidal ideation or anxiety or depression or panic attacks or substance abuse i mean for me i've been sober for almost four years um I, I was able to get sober through Alcoholics Anonymous. It's, it's free. It's, you know, not the only way to get sober, but um, it's been an amazing um, program for me. And so, you know, there are lots of resources out there that are free or scalable even um, on, on the money side. So don't let money be a barrier and just search for those resources and do what you need to do to take care of yourself, but, but share your story and, talk to others and build your own, your own toolkit. Cannot let money deter you. Of course, we're at a mental health break for all social media besides Twitter because of the character limit. We are at podcast by Lancey, but at least you get updates from all of my shows. I am at Vincent a Lancey on all social media, YouTube, and my website is Vincent a Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week on a mental health break. Jeff, thanks for stopping by. Thanks so much for having me.